You're listening to the Yoga Magic Podcast with host Ashley Sondergaard. Do you remember that first time you took a yoga class? Lying in Shavasana thinking, what is this magic? For me, yoga opened the door to a life full of self-discovery and self-care. This show shines a light on what is possible when you invest in your well-being. And not only for you, but for everyone around you. I interview women in the space of healing, spirituality, beauty, wellness, and of course, yoga. This community of listeners is excited to expand their minds, open new doors, be honest, and sometimes take a big old handstand fall on the way. My hope is that this show gives you a library of accessible new practices that fill up your soul and open your mind. Not all will be perfect for you, but that's the best part. Trying it on and finding your personal favorites. This is Yoga Magic. Thanks for listening. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Yoga Magic. I'm your host, Ashley Sondergaard, and it's just me today. On Tuesdays, we usually just have real conversations about spirituality and self-study and self-care um, with people that are doing it, you know, lifetime. And sometimes it's just me sharing the thoughts, the things that come up as I'm immersed in this life and this process. And today I've been thinking about this topic, man, for a while and just like how to approach it, how to talk about it without coming off as self-righteous because y'all, I'm flipping not even close to perfect. I'm like kind of the worst. And I, that's my secret power is that I make mistakes and then I share them with you. And then you hopefully learn so that you don't make the same mistakes. It's in my human design profile. It's 100% who I am. So today I wanted to talk about committing to the process and that process being, you know, self-care, self-discovery. And I've been thinking about this because I just hear a lot from listeners of the show people that I love, friends, family, that there are so many things that get in the way of self-care, right? That we are, we're so busy, we have kids, we have jobs, we have this whole life that we just don't have time to take care of ourselves. And, you know, I'm, I'm with you. I know it's hard. I do. But I don't believe that. I don't. I do think that all of us have the abilities, the time, the energy to take care of ourselves in some way, shape, or form. Are we going to be able to do, you know, an hour-long self-care ritual every single day? No, that's not reality. Like, there's just, this not life. We don't live in a world where we can do that. And maybe some of you can, and like, heck yes, that sounds amazing. But there's no judgment, no judgment in any version of this. But we can all do this. We can all commit to the process of taking care of ourselves in some way, shape, or form. And I wanted to talk about this and give you some specifics on ways that I commit to the process and ways that I help my clients commit to the process so that they can carve out some time in their very busy days to do this work, to do this self-care and self-study work. Because remember, it's never selfish. When you take care of yourself, you're vibrationally higher, you're ready to handle others. So to put this into perspective, and this story that has really stuck with me a long time, I I don't know when I heard this. I want to say it was a book like four years ago. Um, It's a story about this woman, this Let's call this woman Jane. (laughs) She is a working mother. She's doing all the things. She's super busy 
with her family and work, and she just doesn't have time to take care of herself. She feels overworked. She feels burnt out. And the water heater at her house breaks down. And her partner's gone, and she's unable to ask for help. And she needs to just figure out what to do. It's an emergency situation. The water heater is not working. They can't take showers. It's like, it's an emergency. They need to figure out what to do. And so she has to find time in her week to address this emergency, this water heater. She has to find time to get it fixed, to be there with the plumber or whoever fixes a water heater, (laughs) and to um, clean up the mess, to supervise people coming in and out of her house. So all of a sudden, she's got to find a bunch of time in her week. And she does. Because you have to, right? You have to find that time to fix this thing, this emergency thing. And that's how I think of self-care. I know that it is not a water heater breaking down. It's not a small appliance. It's not, you know, being without a car. I know it's not an emergency, but at some point, it may become an emergency. When you put yourself behind others, when you take care of everyone else before you take care of yourself, at some point you hit a wall. And I've seen it. I've seen it with friends. I've seen it in myself. And so if you consider your self-care a water heater emergency, you will find the time. You will find the time to make it happen. And does it have to be hours? Nope, it doesn't. It can be very small amounts of time, but you'll find it. So I just give you that story, hopefully in motivation, that it's there, right? There are so many ways that we can commit to this practice. Here are some of my favorites. The first actually really isn't even a practice. It's more of a setup process. And when, if you listen to the episode about manifestation um, a couple episodes ago, we talk about something called expanders. And expanders are people that show you what's possible. And I bring this up because it's easy for me in a position of privilege to talk to you all about self-care, right? I have time. I have a roof over my head. I have a background um, that allows me to spend time on this. And, you know, that's not the reality for every single person. Those of you that have completely different backgrounds or are a different race or have a different setup, socioeconomic, you know, doesn't matter. Your story is so much different than mine. And so it helps to find people that show you what's possible for you. So if you are not looking to me to be an expander, you can find someone who is. Someone who with the same backstory, maybe they grew up in a small town, maybe they grew up in poverty, maybe they grew up in abundance, um, and find these people. Maybe they're friends, maybe they're on social media, uh, maybe they're celebrities, it doesn't really matter, but find these people that are taking care of themselves. They have similar backgrounds as you, and they show you what's possible. Because when you see others like you that are doing it, you know that you can do it too. So number one, find expanders. Um, And great ways to find expanders are social media can be really good for this. As much as I have set up boundaries around social media, I think this is a great place to start. Find those 
influencers, if, if you will, um, that inspire you to do this work and mute the rest. If they're, if it, if they're triggering you or you find that like, this isn't, you know, I don't see myself in this person and it's detracting from what I want to do. Go ahead and mute them. I'm always a fan of the mute. (laughs) So one, find expanders. Number two, pick a time every day that you dedicate to your self-care practice. So I I interchange self-care and self-study because to me they're so similar. Um, But if you have a regular practice that you enjoy, whether it's meditation or whether it's movement or going for a walk, like they're all kind of the same to me, self-care, self-study. So pick a time that's consistent. Um, And this works for a lot of people. It doesn't work for everybody. But if you know, I spend 15 minutes from 8 to 8.15 doing some sort of self-care. Maybe it's journaling, maybe it's meditation, maybe it's reading a trashy book, maybe it's going for a walk. Start with 15 and see what happens, but that's your boundary, that's your time. If you know you have some sort of weird situation that it doesn't work one day, don't beat yourself up about it, but come back to it the next day. Carve out that time, dedicate to it. Third, I lead a workshop called Routine to Ritual, where you look at the regular routine that you have in your day and see where can I make small upgrades to my existing everyday routine to turn it into something more meaningful, into a self-care ritual. I like to think of a routine as something that like nourishes the body, right? Eating your food, going to the bathroom, moving your body. Like you have to do those things to survive. A ritual is a nourishing of the soul. So if you're going to move your body, bring some intentionality to it. If you're going to go for a 15-minute walk, while you're on that walk, think about the things that were really wonderful that day that you're grateful for. Or just take a break from social media and have time to just let thoughts come in, you know, a walking meditation. If food is something that, you know, eating a regular meal is part of your routine, which I hope it is, (laughs) Maybe add in some prayer or just some gratitude before you eat that meal. So really small things that I know don't necessarily on the surface seem like self-care or self-study, but with that contentment, with that present moment um, attachment to this thing, to this thing that nourishes the body, it becomes that much more nourishing to the soul. And you might find that you're doing it in a lot of other areas in life, right? You're now bringing into your time with your family, or you don't feel as attached to the outcomes um, at work because you're so in the moment and you're so proud of what you're doing right then and there. So it starts small, but it really does grow, this idea of turning your routines into rituals. Number four, use your astrological chart to find what works for you. I cannot recommend this enough. And obviously, you know, this is my whole work is I I work one-on-one with individuals to find, you know, look at their chart and see where can you spend your time with self-care? But you know what it does? It takes out some of the guessing. You might try on 7 million different modalities of self-care and you might like two. (laughs) So when you look at your birth chart and you can do this online, you can do it for free. You don't need to work with me. You can, I would love that. Um, But you can look at your chart and see, okay, my son, my son is in cancer. I love to be nurtured. I loved people to just take some time to take care of me. Maybe it's a foot rub. Maybe it's um, just them saying, I'm so grateful for you. And, you know, expressing that to those that you love. Then you look at your moon and your moon is your emotional um, well-being. So how can you nurture those emotions and make sure that um, they're in a 
relatively, you know, balanced state that you're not flying off the handle or feeling triggered all the time. You can look at where your moon is placed. And then the third aspect that I look or placement, I should say, I look to is your Mars. How are you motivated? What gets you going? What gets you actually to do the self-care thing? (laughs) So I did a whole episode on this using your birth chart um, to inspire your self-care routines. Check that out as we get into way more detail about how to use your chart. Um, But again, it takes out some of the guessing. It takes some of that fatigue out of the process. If you do want to work together, I have something called um, the Cosmic Rx self-care guide. And that's um, where I look at your chart for you and just give you a two-page little write-up on what to try on. So checking your birth chart, using it to inspire your routine is another great way to commit to the process because you've taken out so much of that extra work. Okay, so in summary, number one, find people that show you what's possible, that show you what it looks like when you prioritize yourself. Two, pick a time every day that you commit to the practice of self-care, of self-study. Honor that time. Set a boundary so that time is something that you look forward to. Number three, find your everyday routines and upgrade them into meaningful rituals. Find ways that you can really nourish your body and also nourish your soul. And then finally, use your astrological birth chart to get ideas, to find things that work for you so that you don't have to, you know, try every single self-care practice out there. Although that would be kind of fun. Um, You can get a little bit more to the point with your chart. I hope this was helpful, just a little shorty on some ways that you can commit to the process, that you can really use self-care and show up for it and let it show up for you so that you are vibrating on a higher level, you're ready to take on the world, you're ready, ready to bring things into your life and help people along the way. So again, if you are interested in working together, I would love to hang out. I do my self-care mentorship three times a year. The next um, cohort will open up here in April. Enrollment starts in March this month, mid-March. So shoot me a note if you're like, I want to learn more about that. And then also my self-care guides, which I create completely individual. Those are just $35. They're two pages. I write them up just for you. I will link that information up in the show notes. All right, my friends, that's all I have for you today. I will see you on Thursday. We're talking a little bit more about astrology, deconditioning, neural reprogramming, healing, you know, just the the usual things. I'm so grateful for you. If you like this episode, this little shorty, and you want to share it with somebody, go ahead and send it to a friend or put it on Instagram and tag us at at Yoga Magic Podcast. Thanks, everybody.